0: Hallelujah, let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think it'd be appropriate if we all lifted up our hands and continue to worship him. Hallelujah, amen. Let's give him all the glory. Let's give him all the honor and all of the praise. God, we give you glory. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon. Amen. To see each and every one of of you in the house of the Lord. It's also good, amen, to have uh, the Paz family, uh, John Paul and the Paz family with us in the house of the Lord, as well as uh, Rachel Jensen in the house of the Lord. If you're here, wave your hand, amen, good to have you. Hallelujah. And then I in the middle of announcements talking about church growing. Amen. I, I looked I looked over and it just didn't register. Sister Morgan's back in the house of the Lord today. And the church is growing even more. She's going to have a baby as well. So it's good to have her back. Amen in Nevada, back here in ARC. We love you sis. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. It's also good to see Brother Diaz. He was having some vehicle troubles, man. I'm glad you made it. You know, I love people like that. Even coming from Silver Spring, he's going to push his car if he has to. He's going to get to church. Amen. Praise God. Galatians chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. I'm going to read several scriptures for us today, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to bring a word to us, and uh, it'll be a blessing. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. And we don't have time to go into that. We'll talk about that at another time when we delve into sonship in its entirety. But we're going to continue on and we're going to focus a little different this afternoon. Even so, when we were children... We were in bondage under the elements of the world. Everybody say bondage. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Everybody say, Abba, Father. Is the Hebrew word for father, so it's literally father in two languages. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant. Another translation puts it this way You're no longer a slave, but you are a son. You are no longer a slave, but you are a son. And if you're a son or because you're a son, you are an heir of God through Christ. If you can skip over to, the, over to the book of Romans, chapter 8, and beginning of verse number 14. Romans, chapter 8, and verse number 14. The Bible says, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage. Everybody say bondage. Again to fear. I've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Everybody say, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be th- we th- that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together with him. Amen. I don't want to preach us for a few moments on this subject. You're not a slave. You're a son. You're not a slave. You're a son. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray. Come on, let's lift up our voice and let's pray all across this house. I believe that the spirit of adoption wants to go across this room. Abba, Father, wants to move all the way across this house, even speaking to our hearts convincing and convicting us that we are in fact children of God and we are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. Somebody pray. Amen. Let the spirit of God flow out of you. Amen. Let that Abba Father let you let your voice cry out unto your heavenly Father. Amen. Hallelujah Lord. We have not received. Amen. The spirit of bondage again to fear but we have received. Amen. The spirit of adoption. We have received. Amen. Something greater than and all of that, God. We are not slaves. We are sons and we are daughters. We are the children of God in this house. And we lift you up here today. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give him praise for just a moment. Come on, does that bear witness with your spirit here this afternoon? We are the children of God. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I am not a slave. I am a son. Ladies, you can say daughters if you'd like. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Slavery is one of the most brutal and condemnable parts of human history. It's a still a buzz topic for this generation because there are still, even in this country, people that are suffering the ramifications of recent history, the recent history of slavery. But let me just say this about it. Slavery is a result of the fallen, sinful nature of man. In fact, when they were doing the translation Amen. Into modern English, they opted to use the word servant and not slave, even though slave would have been a better word, because they were afraid uh, of, of, of how brutal that word would come across. Amen. But it is important to note, amen, that there are some brutal ideas and things that we've got to confront, amen, through the scriptures. Some have believed that the Bible condoned certain behaviors such as slavery, because it records it happening. But I want to tell us here today, this is not true. The Bible does not condone slavery. In fact, Israel was given strict laws that prohibited slavery. In fact, the Bible's been used in many different ways, amen, out of context, amen, to give get all sorts of crazy ideas uh, put into people's minds and to control people but I want to just let the record be straight that the Bible is against it hallelujah amen when when we look at the Old Testament and when they they had laws regarding slavery it would be better translated out indentured labor or indentured servitude instead of a permanence amen they were They were to serve a temporary six years of indentured labor. This would be more likened to an apprenticeship or a job. You would come in with debt. Amen. That's how you got into slavery or how you got into this, amen, biblical form of indentured servitude. You would get in because you were in debt because you couldn't pay something back or because you were caught stealing, amen? But even the Bible decla- described that it was no more than six years. And on the seventh year, they were to go out free, the Bible says, free for nothing, amen? That no matter what they owed and no matter what they did wrong, amen, when you got done with your six years of labor, you went out completely free, amen? Amen. But not only did you go out free, you went out with all of the training that you were to receive. Because what God wanted to do was God never wanted, amen, his people to be worse off. Amen. He wanted the people to take this time to pay off debts, To take this time, amen, and and to take care of maybe some mistakes that they had made. And when it was all said and done, they left with skills they did not have so they would never end up in debt again. So they'd never have to steal again because they could provide for themselves. In other words, God's perfection, amen, of how this was to work out is you came in broke, you came in busted, you came in uh, with all sorts of mistakes mistakes and failures, Uh, amen, but by the time it was all said and done, uh, you left uh, with skills, Uh, you left debt free, Uh, all your mistakes were as if they had never happened, Uh, amen, I I don't know if you got a hold of it yet, uh, but this is a typology of Jesus Christ, uh, that when you and I came, uh, we were bound, we were in bondage, the Bible says, uh, amen, to the things of this world, Uh, we were in bondage to sin and to transgression. But honey, by the time you get through with Jesus and by the time Jesus gets through with you, you leave debt free. You leave without your past. You leave, amen, no longer a slave. You're now free. You're free to live your life. You're free to worship the way you want to worship. You have a complete freedom. There's nobody that can come and bring you back into bondage. Once your time has been served, you're free to go. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to remember that the Bible wanted people to live productive lives. So God instituted a way that would help people get out of the trap. Everybody say, it's a trap. Amen. This, 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 debt's a trap. Amen. Mistakes are a trap. Failures are a trap. Sin is a trap is a trap the bible is not just a spiritual book we've got to remember this it's also a historical book the bible is retelling our history for a few reasons first it's trying to help us not repeat the mistakes of our past as a people amen as the human race Secondly, it's a type and shadow that is pointing us directly to Jesus. When you read the Old Testament and you read these concepts, amen, don't take them out of context. Amen. You've got to remember that all of these are just types and shadows that are pointing us to something that's better, and that thing that is better is Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. And finally, it is so we can see what sin is doing to us. Sin is related to slavery in the Bible, or bondage as the New Testament would write it. Amen. This is a fact that Israel knew all too well. Amen. They are, in fact, uh, amen, they've got a well-documented history of being in slavery. In fact, uh, amen, it was Joseph that was sold by the Ishmaelites into slavery. And before it was all said and done, 430 years passed, and all of Israel has been slaves in Egypt. Uh, And God wanted to institute a commandment so that Israel would never forget uh, what sin does to them. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 20, The Bible declares, and when your son asks you in times to come, saying what means the testimonies, what means the statutes, what means the judgments, if I could put it in modern terms, why are you worshiping the way you worship? Why are you living the way you live? Why do you go to church and make such a deal out of it? Amen. Why is it such a big deal that you come to church and you live for God? Amen. He said this is what you ought to tell the next generation uh, that maybe has never known, uh, amen, what it's like to be in slavery. uh, Amen. Maybe they never know what it's like to be in bondage. uh, Amen. He says, this is what you gotta say to your son. Uh, We were Pharaoh's bondmen. Uh, We were Pharaoh's slaves uh, in Egypt. Uh, But let me just tell you, yes, we were slaves at one point, uh, but there was something that showed up and changed our lives forever. uh, Amen. The Lord showed up and brought us out of Egypt uh, with a mighty hand. Is there anybody that's got a testimony uh, that we can let every generation know uh, if it had not been for Jesus, uh, we wouldn't be standing here today Hallelujah. You want to know why I'm so exuberant about Jesus? I'll tell you why. Because there was a day I was enslaved. There was a day I was in bondage. There was a day I did not own myself, and I could not go where I wanted or how I wanted. I was bound by addictions. I was bound by depression. I was bound, as anybody in the house of the Lord that can testify, I was Pharaoh's slave. But the Lord showed up and changed it all. Somebody shout and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Israel needed to remember that they were slaves at one point so that they would not forget that it was God that brought them out if they ever forgot they were slaves they would soon forget the God that brought them out of slavery and God wanted them to know that without me it's slavery. Without me it's bondage. Without me it's depression. Without me it's suicidal tendencies. That without me, amen, you are in bondage. You are enslaved. You are ensnared. You are entrapped. But with God you can get up out of that. Amen. Because if you Can remember that you were. This is past tense. What you were, not what you are. that you can also remember the God that took you from what you were and made you who you are. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise for a moment. Come on! I feel the Lord in this house that wants to take somebody from what you were and make you what He's calling you to be. Take you from your past and give you a future. Take you from your mistakes and make. some miracles out of those mistakes. Somebody ought to give God praise for a moment. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God didn't want them to forget that they were bondmen because he didn't want them to forget that they needed a deliverer. You and I are not the deliverer. And we can get to a point where we've lived for God long enough, we no longer need God if we're not careful But we've got to keep it in our memory that we were bondmen in Egypt. We were slaves in Egypt. And if they ever forgot that they were slaves in Egypt, They were likely to forget God. And if they forgot God, they were guaranteed to become slaves again. In fact, you'll find this, amen, through the Bible, that every time they forget God, a nation rises up and takes them and binds them up. Now, amen, go to the book of Judges, and you find that, amen, now they forgot the Lord. And in Judges chapter 6, the Midianites, uh, amen, have used them as nothing more than cropsmen and farmers. Amen. Now they've beat them down to the point where they're enslaved again. And amen, you find it again. They get given over to idolatry, and, and Babylon rises up and takes them away. And, and then the Medes and the Persians, and it just keeps perpetuating that way. Every time we forget where we came from, uh, we are more likely to go back to where we came from. Uh, but God has never called us out uh, just for us to go back. Uh, God calls us out because He's got something better for us. Come on, hallelujah. God calls you out so he can take you in. He calls you out of Egypt because he's got a promised land for you. God never calls you out of the world. Amen. He calls you out of the world into the kingdom of God. He calls you out of sin into salvation. He calls you out of the world to a place he's prepared for you called heaven. He's got something better for you. Somebody ought to tell your neighbor, God's got something better for you. You might as well come up out of where you are. God's got something better for you. He's got something that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. God's got something better for you. You need to come up out of where you are. Amen. An old phrase says those that don't understand history are doomed to repeat it. We gotta know our history. In fact, the devil knows your history. That's why the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren, which accuses brethren before God day and night. I mean that's his job. If he's not wandering around seeking whom he may devour, he's just tattle telling to God every mistake you've ever made. And he's just going before God and accusing you left and right. He knows your past. He knows your history. But what, what ends up being a trouble and a problem for us is often we get so caught up in where we are, we forget where we came from. Amen. And, and then we start backsliding and sliding back into what we were. But we've got to keep a good memory of what we were so we don't go back to what we were. You gotta, let me just talk to somebody and teach somebody for a moment. Uh, amen, you gotta know your triggers. Uh, you gotta know the things, uh, amen, that have led you into bondage before uh, and realize I'm not gonna do that anymore. Uh, amen, maybe it's that you can't go to a certain place uh, or be around certain people because you realize and you recognize uh, it's gonna it's gonna pull at me uh, and I may not be strong enough right now. One day I will be, but right now I might not be strong enough to go, amen, around those people. You gotta be willing to separate yourself uh, because my freedom's more important Oh, come on somebody, hallelujah, hallelujah. Whatever triggers your fears and triggers your anxieties and leads you down the dark path of depression, you got to step away from it and say, no, I'm not going back that direction. I'm not going to think those thoughts. Amen, I'm not going to go down that path. It's going to lead me away in the opposite direction than what God has been leading me. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, no longer slaves. Come on, somebody. No longer slaves means I'm no longer, amen, God's delivered me, but I'm also no longer going to go back to that. I'm not going to return to that. Amen, I'm walking forward with Jesus. Somebody pray in the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Israel was commanded to remember, and they were commanded to tell the story To future generations that would not know what it was like to have a whip on their back. So that not only would the generation telling the story avoid sin. And avoid bondage and avoid going backwards. But it was so the next generation could also avoid going backwards. Amen. ultimately they wanted God's people to lead godly lives free from bondage. We cannot forget the fact that we at one point were slaves. Hallelujah. At one point, we can declare, I was a sinner. Hallelujah. Paul put it this way, and such were some of you. He's talking about me, and he's talking about you. Well, brother, you, you know, I look real nice today. No, no, and such were some of you, but I got dressed up real good, and such were some of you. Don't get critical on somebody else because such were some of you. But the Bible says you are washed. You are justified. Can I get a witness in the house of the Lord? Amen. But God pulled you out. God delivered you and I. Such were some of us, but we have been delivered by the blood of the Lamb. Anybody been delivered? You ought to give God a shout of praise. Has anybody been set free? You ought to let all of hell know. I was that, but by the grace of God, I'm not that any longer. come on somebody give him praise such were some of us I will remember what I was but I am no longer what I was I'm free I'm free indeed Man, it's important for us to remember Israel had to remember Pharaoh saw them as slaves and it shows the scriptures he treated them as such They were only there for work. They were only there for labor under the threat of force and retaliation. You don't work, you get whipped. In fact, when they didn't work because they thought they were getting free, he said double their work. Make it harder. In fact, don't even give them any straw or provender anymore. In fact, make it harder. The Bible says all their work was to be with rigor. It was a strict, amen, confining work, amen, for people that think that sin is freeing. I want to tell you, amen, sin is not freeing, amen, the the, the people that say, well, living for God is strict. No, living for the world is strict. It's got a lot of rigor, amen. You got to keep your reputation up in the world you you got you got to go to this and you got to go to that and you got to involve yourself with this even if you don't want to because uh, there's something pulling at you. Uh, Jesus would put it this way, uh, whosoever makes a practice of sin uh, has become the slave of sin. Uh, God told Cain uh, that sin was crouching at the door and it will have dominion over you uh, and it will direct you where you don't want to go. I want to tell you that sin will lead you with such a strictness. Uh, it'll take you places you never wanted to go, it'll get you involved in things you never thought you'd be involved in. It was to be servile work. It was to be involuntary work. It was to be demanded work. There was no love labor involved. There was nobody that decided to do this. They did it or else. Even there's some people that right now, sin's got you so bound up, you do it or else. You do it or you won't be happy. You do it or you won't get up the next morning. Uh, you do it uh, or your bills won't get paid Uh, you do this uh, or things won't work out the way you want them to work out Uh, sin uh, is slavery Exodus 4 and 22 and thou shalt say to Pharaoh saith the Lord I want you to catch this for a moment thus saith the Lord Israel is my son son you catch that Israel is my son even my firstborn and I say unto you let my son go let my son go that he may serve me. This is not servile work. This is not involuntary work. This is not demanded work. This is not strict work. This is not rigorous work. This is a different kind of serve. This is a serve that comes from love. This is a serve that comes from worship. This is a serve that comes from sacrifice. It's a decision. He said let my son go that he may serve me. And if you refused to let him go. He said, I'll kill your firstborn son. He said, I'll take away your son because of what you're doing to my son. Can I preach to somebody? Pharaoh saw Israel as property. Pharaoh saw Israel as slaves. But God looked down and he didn't see a bunch of slaves. When God saw them in the midst of their slavery, in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the whip on their back, God did not see them as Pharaoh saw them. He did not see them as slaves. He said, I see my son. I see my children. I see my people. I see more than what Pharaoh sees. Can I preach to somebody? God sees you as more than your sin sees you as. God sees you as more than your mistakes see you as. God sees you as more than the people you surround yourself with see you as. God sees you more. Oh, somebody ought to give God. God praise. Come on. Somebody I'll lift up your hands and pray for a moment. Come on. Israel is my son, my firstborn. Come on, you gotta get a revelation. Yes, we gotta remember, amen, that we were slaves, but we can't forget that we are sons. We gotta remember we're slave. we were slaves, but we can't ever forget that we were that we are sons and daughters in God. Let me just say this for a moment. God didn't deliver slaves. He did not deliver slaves. He delivered sons. Some people think God's only delivering me because of how bad I am. No, 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 no. God's delivering you because of how good you can be. God is only God's only working on me because he knows that if if he doesn't work on me then it's over for me no God sees if I can work on this individual I can make them more than Pharaoh ever could if I can get a hold of their life amen they'll go to another level that Pharaoh never would have taken them to that sin would have never I want to tell you when God looks down on you and I he looks down he the Bible says he's full of pity and he thinks oh my children my sons and daughters amen how have you've fallen so low you don't have to go that direction I've got so much more for you even has it ever occurred that maybe God wants to deliver you even not just so you could be another tally number but because God loves you and he looks down and he sees his sons and his daughters and thinks no child of mine should ever live like that no child of mine should ever do things like that not because he's ashamed of you not because he's embarrassed of you but because he loves you and thinks you're a child of the king and i've got more for you somebody i'll lift up your hands and pray i'm almost done preaching but somebody needs to pray for a moment Come on, God delivers sons. God delivers daughters. He delivers you based on who you are in him, who you are to him. He said, I formed you. I created you. I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, let's pray for a moment. i got, I got a lot we could talk about, but let's just pray for a moment. Somebody needs to pray right now. Amen. God, God wants to deliver you and he's calling you out of bondage into sonship. He's calling you out of bondage into sonship. He's calling you out of this world and children of darkness so that you might be a child of the light, so you might be a child of God. He's got so much more. We are called to be sons, not slaves. We must go from what I was to what I am. We can't forget that slavery, amen, that sin is slavery, that whosoever makes a practice of sin has become the slave of sin. We must remind ourselves of the detriment that sin can have on our lives. It will help us to not return to our former lives. It will help us to not go backwards. But I want to preach to somebody for just a few moments uh, that there is a greater danger than forgetting that you and I were slaves to sin. Hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. I came to preach there is a greater danger than than forgetting that we were slaves and in bondage to sin. And that is forgetting that we are sons and daughters of God forgetting you were a slave you might go back to being a slave but if you forget for one moment who you are in God amen what your identity is in God you'll definitely go back if you ever forget that you're a child of the king if you ever forget that you're a son or a daughter of God you'll never reach the apex of what God has for you I want to preach we can't forget what we were But we also cannot forget what we are and what we've been called to be. We can't forget we were slaves one day before the cross. But we must not forget today that we are sons and daughters of the most high God. We must not forget that we've been washed in the blood. We must not forget that we've been baptized in the name that's above every name that washed away and remitted all of our sins. We must not forget that we were born again of water and of spirit. We must not forget that we have the same amen spirit that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead, quickening our mortal bodies. We must not forget that we are heirs and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, that we've got power with God. We must not forget that we have sonship. We must not forget that we have the same power and ability that flowed through the son of God because the son of God became the son of man so that the son of man could become a son of God. Somebody ought to give him praise. Somebody ought to shout as you stand across the building give him praise. I don't want to forget what I was but I never want to forget who I am. Somebody ought to tip your hands and pray. Come on, somebody ought to pray. I never want to forget what I was, but I never want to forget who I am. Amen, I want to remember. Amen, I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. He gave me power to be a son. He gave me power to be a daughter. You can live above that. You can go beyond that. God's got more for his kids. I was a slave but i am a son you ought to tell your neighbor that i am a son or ladies i am a daughter of god he became a servant so you and i could be a son he wants to take us from slaves to sons see you and i did not just get wet in water and we did not just speak in gibberish we became sons and daughters We joined a family. Some people think they just got wet. They just got got rid of, the Bible says it's not the putting away the filth of the flesh. It's not a bath. But It's the answer of a good conscience towards God. It's more than just getting wet in water. It is the washing away of sins and it is the entering Into sonship. Let's pray for a moment. I feel Jesus in this house. Come on, somebody pray right now. Come on, somebody pray right now. You've been living on that old verse. I once was lost, and you just stayed right there. I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm lost. No, 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 you got to read it right. I was, that's past tense, that's previous. I was, I was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, yeah. When I look back on my life before Jesus found me, I was blinded. But now I have my sight back. I I was in sin. I was enslaved. But when I look at where I am, this side of Calvary, I'm free indeed. I'm a son and I'm not a slave. If you and I continue to identify with our lives pre-Calvary, it's a guarantee we'll end up there. Because we have identified ourselves. AA does this real well. Alcoholics Anonymous. Every meeting, you got to stand up and say it. My parents were a part of it. They were faithful members. And they had to say, I am an alcoholic. N.A. Narcotics Anonymous, I am a drug addict. Every time. They must remind themselves, I identify with a mistake. And the mistakes that i made. There are people today, you identify yourself by your mistakes. And you have identified yourself by your past. And you continually wake up every morning. You may not say it in words, but you look in the mirror and you see the scars of regret. And you say, I am an alcoholic. I am an addict. I am a drug addict. And you admit to yourself, I, I'm a failure. I am a mistake. All because of what you were. See, people that live in their past don't have a future. Because they're always looking backwards. If you're always looking backwards, that's where you're headed. But somewhere along the lines, this revelation of sonship has got to hit us. Amen. That when we went down in a watery grave, it might have been 20 years ago, 30 years ago, all things were passed away. All things were become new. If any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. If any man or woman be in Christ, I want to preach to you. You're a son and you're a daughter of Jesus. And if we're sons, the Bible says, We are heirs. We are joint heirs with Christ, which means every blessing that Jesus ever gave us, every blessing that ever was going to come upon Jesus, it has now been delivered unto us. I want to tell you, salvation has been delivered to us. Joy has been delivered to us. Peace has been delivered to us. Healing has been delivered to us. We are joint heirs. I own it. I'm part of the kingdom. If we, if we identify with our mistakes, we'll be just like the prodigal son. The Bible says he was in the pig pen, muddy, hungry, just full of scars of a life that had, been, that had been lived with riotous living. Probably a lot of regrets, not happy and not proud about what he did. Wish he could take about all of it back. And the Bible says he came to himself and he says, I'm going to go back to Father's house. We must never forget that we have a Father. No matter what you've done, don't ever forget you have a Father in heaven. Doesn't matter what you've done, who you were with, you've got a Father. Mm. I got any parents in the house of so God, doesn't matter what your kids do. You can remind them you got you got some parents. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter where you've gone or who you were with, you were still related. My blood still runs through your veins. Can I preach to somebody? Doesn't matter what you do, the blood of Jesus still runs through your veins. But the Bible says he came to himself. And this is what he said, Brother Branson. I'll go back to my father's house and I'll be a slave. As if to say his mistakes have changed his sonship. Oh, come on, somebody. As if to say what he did had any effect on who his father was. Listen, I could do the worst things of the world, but I cannot change my bloodline. It does not, I cannot change my parentage. I can do, I, I could be the greatest mass murderer in the world, but it does not change that. My father was West Hood and my mother was Christy Hood. I can't change it. It's in my DNA. And there's people making mistakes even today and even this week that you look to God and said, I'm not even your kid anymore because of what I've done. I'm a slave, not a son. The Bible says he trudged to his father's house dirty full of mistakes and regrets dragging himself and regretting the fact that he ever left, thinking there's I hope that he even even acknowledges my existence and the Bible says while he was still afar off, the father ran to him, but I want to tell you how the father saw his son the father looked at him a lot different than you and I would have looked at him and surely a lot different than he looked at himself, amen most of us would have looked at this boy as filthy, as full of mistakes, as full of regrets, as full of shame, as a slave to what he was. Think about this for a moment. This boy rehearsed in his mind exactly what he would tell his father. He was going to get down on his knees and say, please, if you'll just let me work on the farm, if you just let me, I'll do the I'll do the dirty jobs nobody else wants to do. I've already been in the pig pen, so I'll just come back and and I, I don't mind if you want me to clean up the slop. If I don't care if you want me to clean up the mud or the mire or, or any of the uh, any of the animal feces, I will take care of it all. I'll just I'll just be a slave. He had rehearsed it in his mind exactly what he would say when he got all the way back. But before he could let one word come out of his mind, his mouth, uh, the father embraced. and said, my son! My son has come home. The father didn't see him as full of dirt and filth. He said, I see you as my son. Father, just, just let me be a slave. No, no, no. He called to one of the slaves, one of the servants. Bring the best robe bring the best robe for him amen cover up all of his mistakes I want you to bring uh, the ring of authority Uh, I want whatever you say from this point forward son those servants are going to obey you because you're coming back Uh, I want to preach to somebody that when you come back to the father's house you don't come back less than uh, you come back at the same level he said, I, I want the best robe, I want the best ring, and put something on them feet. Hey Amen, he's been walking on the gravel for far too long. He needs to get cleaned up. Hey Amen, we're going we're gonna to help him. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna run this entire thing. He said, you're not a slave, you're my child. And furthermore, Brother Branson, get you a fat cow. We fixing to have a party. Come on. Get some steaks, some tri-tip. Come on, bust out the barbecue. Get the Weber and the Tregger out. Cause we fixing to have a. Come on, if you from the south, we're about to have a fish fry. There's about to be some crawfish and some shrimp. we about to have a great time. Can I preach to you? When you come to the Father's house, you don't come back as a slave. nor do you come as a slave. When you come, he says, that's my child. I died for them. I love them. You're not a slave. You're a son. You need to identify with your father. I'm done preaching. Would you lift up your hands? Let's pray all across the building. Come on, we're fixing to have a party. You're not a slave. You're a son. Identify with who your father is. Identify with the blood that's running through your veins in the Holy Ghost. Identify yourself, not by what you were and what you did, but identify yourself today as a child of God. I want to open up this altar, would you come here today? But when you come, I don't want you to come to this altar thinking, I've got to grovel when I get here. I want you to come to the altar and say, Lord, I've identified with too many things from my past, but today, would you baptize me again with a revelation of whose I am? and who I am in God of my sonship. Come on, my daughtership in the kingdom of God. Would you baptize me again with authority? Would you baptize me again with a covering? Would you baptize me again with shoes on my feet so I can walk right, walking like a son, living like a son? Come on, going through life as a son of God. Would you elevate me here today? I want to open up this altar. Would you empty out your seats as you make a declaration. I am not a slave to sin. I am not a slave. I am a son, and I am a daughter of God. I've been born again. I've been baptized in his name. I've been filled with his spirit. I'm not a slave. I'm a child of God. Come on. As you come, God's going to baptize you with a, with a revelation of who you are. Come on. Come on, empty out your seats. Amen. Come out to this front. Amen. And get yourself before your heavenly father. Let him wrap his arms around you and give a declaration. You're not a slave. You're my son.
1: You unravel me.
0: Come on, somebody pray right now.
1: You surround me. Somebody pray right now. I'm a
0: child of God. I'm a child of God. I've been born again into this family.
1: To all my fears. God,
0: Come on, you're about to walk out free. You're about to walk out with authority. Come on, somebody pray right now. Come on. You just heard the central doctrine of salvation. You're no longer a slave. You're a son of God. It's not just from a slave to a little better person. You're from a slave to a child to an heir of the kingdom of God.
1: chosen